0: story with me love who you want to be who you are learn these lessons and we'll go far it's story time story time story time with mama g hello everybody and welcome to story time with mama g i am mama g you are you isn't this marvellous I hope you are ready for part three of The Velveteen Rabbit and I can promise you it's going to get you in your feels. It's going to give you emotions, uh, so I hope you're ready. It is rather lovely though. Uh, before I read it, don't forget that you can find me on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. You just need to search for at Mamma G Stories. Ooh, and on TikTok too. And you can keep up to date with everything that I'm doing. But for now, what I am doing is I am reading part three of The Velveteen Rabbit by Marjorie Williams. And then, one day, the boy was ill. His face grew very flushed and he talked in his sleep and his little body was so hot that it burned the rabbit when he held him close. Strange people came and went in the nursery and a light burned all night and through it all the little velveteen rabbit lay there hidden from sight under the bedclothes and he never stirred for he was afraid that if they found him someone might take him away and he knew that the boy needed him. It was a long, weary time, for the boy was too ill to play, and the little rabbit found it rather dull, with nothing to do all day long. But he snuggled down patiently, and looked forward to the time when the boy should be well again, and they would go out in the garden amongst the flowers and the butterflies and play splendid games in the raspberry thicket like they used to all sorts of delightful things he planned, and while the boy lay half asleep, he crept up close to the pillow and whispered them in his ear. And presently the fever turned, and the boy got better. He was able to sit up in bed and look at picture books, while the little rabbit cuddled close at his side, and one day they let him get up and dress. It was a bright, sunny morning, and the windows stood wide open. They had carried the boy out on the balcony, wrapped in a shawl, and the little rabbit lay tangled up among the bedclothes, thinking. The boy was going to the seaside tomorrow. Everything was arranged, and now it only remained to carry out the doctor's orders. They talked about it all while the rabbit lay under the bedclothes, with just his head peeping out and listened. The room was to be disinfected and all the books and toys that the boy had played with in bed must be burnt. Hurrah, thought the little rabbit. Tomorrow we shall go to the seaside. For the boy had often talked of the seaside and he wanted very much to see the big waves coming in and the tiny crabs and the sand castles. Just then, Nana caught sight of him. How about this old bunny, she said that said the doctor why it's a mass of scarlet fever germs? Burn it at once, what nonsense Get him a new one. He mustn't have that any more, and so the little rabbit was put into a sack with the old picture books and a lot of rubbish and carried out to the end of the garden behind the fowl house. That was a fine place to make a bonfire, only the gardener was too busy just then to attend to it. He had the potatoes to dig and green peas to gather, but next morning he promised to come quite early and burn the whole lot. That night the boy slept in a different bedroom, and he had a new bunny to sleep with him. It was a splendid bunny all white plush, with real glass eyes. But the boy was too excited to care very much about it, for tomorrow he was going to the seaside, and that in itself was such a wonderful thing that he could think of nothing else. And while the boy was asleep, dreaming of the seaside, the little rabbit lay among the old picture books in the corner behind the fowl house, and he felt very lonely the sack had been left untied, and so, by wriggling a bit, he was able to get his head through the opening and look out. He was shivering a little, for he had always been used to sleeping in a proper bed, and by this time his coat had worn so thin and threadbare from hugging that it was no longer any protection to him. Nearby he could see the thicket of raspberry canes growing tall and close like a tropical jungle, in whose shadow He had played with the boy on bygone mornings. He thought of those long, sunlit hours in the garden. How happy they were. And a great sadness came over him. He seemed to see them all pass before him, each more beautiful than the other. The fairy huts in the flower bed, the quiet evenings in the wood when he lay in the bracken and the little ants ran over his paws the wonderful day when he first knew that he was real. He thought of the skin horse, so wise and gentle, and all that he had told him. Of what use was it to be loved and lose one's beauty and become real if it all ended like this? And a tear, a real tear, trickled down his little shabby velvet nose and fell to the ground. And then a strange thing happened, for where the tear had fallen, a flower grew out of the ground, a mysterious flower, not at all like any that grew in the garden. It had slender green leaves, the colour of emeralds, and in the centre of the leaves a blossom like a golden cup. It was so beautiful that the little rabbit forgot to cry and just lay there watching it and presently the blossom opened, and out of it there stepped a fairy. She was quite the loveliest fairy in the world. Her dress was of pearl and dewdrops, and there were flowers round her neck and in her hair, and her face was like the most perfect flower of all, and she came close to the little rabbit and gathered him up in her arms, and kissed him on his velveteen nose that was all damp from crying. Little Rabbit, she said, don't you know who I am? The Rabbit looked up at her, and it seemed to him that he had seen her face before, but he couldn't think where. I am the nursery magic fairy, she said. I take care of all the playthings that the children have loved. When they are old and worn out, and the children don't need them anymore, then I come and take them away with me and turn them into real. Wasn't I real before? asked the little rabbit. You were real to the boy, the fairy said, because he loved you. Now, you shall be real to everyone. And she held the little rabbit close in her arms and flew with him into the wood. It was light now, for the moon had risen. All the forest was beautiful, and the fronds of the bracken shone like frosted silver. In the open glade between the tree trunks, the wild rabbits danced with their shadows on the velvet grass. When they saw the fairy, they all stopped dancing and stood round in a ring to stare at her. "'I've brought you a new playfellow the fairy said. You must be very kind to him and teach him all he needs to know in rabbit land, for he is going to live with you forever and ever. And she kissed the little rabbit again and put him down on the grass. Run and play, little rabbit, she said. But the little rabbit sat quite still for a moment and never moved, for when he saw all the wild rabbits dancing around him, He suddenly remembered about his hind legs, and he didn't want them to see that he was made all in one piece. He did not know that when the fairy kissed him that last time, she had changed him altogether. And he might have sat there a long time, too shy to move, if just then something hadn't tickled his nose. And before he thought what he was doing, he lifted his hind toe to scratch it. And he found that he actually had hind legs. Instead of dingy velveteen, he had brown fur, soft and shiny. His ears twitched by themselves and his whiskers were so long that they brushed the grass. He gave one leap and the joy of using those hind legs was so great that he went springing about the turf on them, jumping sideways and whirling round as the others did. And he grew so excited that when at last he did stop to look for the fairy, she had gone. He was a real rabbit at last, at home with the other rabbits. Autumn passed, and winter, and in the spring, when the days grew warm and sunny, the boy went out to play in the wood behind the house. And while he was playing, two rabbits crept out from the bracken and peeped at him. One of them was brown all over, but the other had strange markings under his fur, as though long ago he had been spotted and the spot still showed through and about his little soft nose and his round black eyes there was something familiar so that the boy thought to himself why he looks just like my old bunny that was lost when I had scarlet fever but he never knew that it really was his own bunny come back to look at the child who had first helped him to be real. I hope you enjoyed that the final part of the velveteen rabbit by Marjorie Williams isn't it a lovely and beautiful story and I'm so glad there's a fairy involved because really all good stories should involve a fairy shouldn't they and it was very magical when it was performed at the unicorn theatre because at the end of the show there were real rabbits On the stage. And they were quite the attraction. And they were looked after very well by the Unicorn Theatre. They basically had the run of the roof. They were kept on the roof in their hutch. And they could run around to their heart's content. And when we did tours of the theatre. We used to take people up there. So they could meet the rabbits. But of course you did have to be very careful where you stood. And Now it is time for the Book of the Week. Today's book of the week is I Get Loud by David, I'm about to mess up the surname, we met, we may, ooh, I'm not sure, but I hope I got it right, in one of those variations. Um, I Get Loud, it's published by Canongate, and it's a stunning book. I was recommended this book by the lovely people at the Rabbit Hole Bookshop, which is the bookshop in brick up in Yorkshire near Hull because I was in Hull at the weekend doing the Big Malarkey Festival for Hull Libraries and I was there with Elmer and I went and spoke to these gorgeous people and they recommended this beautiful book and I'm so pleased they did it's a follow-up book to a book called I Get Quiet and I've not read I Get Quiet but you'll be pleased to know that I Get Loud stands on its own two feet rather beautifully and it's, it's a poem. It's about friendship. And it's about overcoming things and being brave as yourself and being brave with other people. And it's very gentle and very subtle because as I was reading it, I was thinking, oh, this is nice. Oh, this is rather lovely. I'm enjoying this. But then about two thirds of the way through, I felt invincible, like I could do anything, and I'm not quite sure how and when that happened reading this book, but I feel like reading this book will just give you strength, like like superhero strength. You're, you'll be able to rise up and go for gold if you read this book, it's just the most phenomenal incredible thing um uh, the illustrations are stunning also by david uh, it's just you just really ought to read it because it's it's just gorgeous and i'm very grateful that i was recommended it so that is i get loud by david we uh, published by canongate and of course it will be available although i keep saying this and i haven't added them yet it will be available on my bookshop.org affiliate page so do look for it there thank you so much for joining me today for story time with Mamma G. Don't forget to subscribe, review and rate to the, the podcast. That's all very helpful. And also don't forget to find me on Facebook, Instagram and Yojo. You just need to search for at Mamma G stories. Uh, I've got a few performances coming up. On the 4th of July, it is my family pride party at Stanley Arts in South London. You can join us in person or online. You just need to head to stanleyarts.org to get your ticket, which take the form of a donation to the wonderful charity Mermaids. And uh, 10th of July, oh, 5th of July, I'm going to be in Tunbridge Wells, but I'm not quite sure what I'm doing. 9th of July, I'm going to be performing at Peace and Riot Co. 10th of July, I'm going to be in Barnsley with Barnsley Libraries and enjoying the Mayor of Barnsley's big fun day. And then the 11th of July, I will be back in Tunbridge Wells with Mamma G's Storytime Roadshow at 5pm, telling tales at the wonderful Grub and Liquor. So do get your tickets and I will see you all very soon. Goodbye. Story time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far. It's story time. Story time. Story time with Mama.